Good morning again. It is awesome to be here. I love that song. That was my grandmother's favorite hymn. and We could sing it every week. I wouldn't get tired of it. Y'all might get tired of hearing me sing. It wouldn't take long to do that. But I would sing it every week. Um, this morning we are celebrating a, a risen Savior. We're celebrating... We're celebrating a Savior who took upon the weight of our sins. And this morning, I'm actually going to read the scripture that's um, a little bit later in the day on Easter Day. This morning at sunrise, we, we read the account of uh, Mary arriving at the tomb and then the disciples following her and then how... Mary really didn't know what was going on until Jesus spoke her name. Jesus called her name. She was in despair. And Jesus called her name. Have you ever been in despair? Have you ever needed to hear the voice of Jesus call your name? This morning, I want you to think about how wonderful that is. And just how wonderful a teacher Jesus truly is. You've heard me say... Many times that in the classroom or, or in church or wherever we're teaching, the more senses we can get involved, the better we learn. And we all learn differently. Some of us can see something, remember it forever. Some of us we have to hear. Some of us we actually have to feel in touch and, and put our hands on it. And some of it, it may be because of smell or taste. I like the taste one best, I'll just be honest with you. And the smell usually goes with it. And this morning when uh, we were getting ready for the uh, sunrise service, I could smell pancakes cooking. Sausage, biscuit, gravy. I'm like, man, that smells good. So I don't know if y'all remember what I said this morning, but I relate smell and taste to some of the things I learned. Back when I taught science a, a while back, um, I would teach physical and chemical changes, and my mom would actually come to my classroom and cook pancakes. Man, you cannot miss the smell of pancakes. It gets in the air. I worked for a wonderful principal. He didn't get mad very often, but he had one rule when, when that would happen. He would always warn me that one thing that would make him mad is if the fire alarm and the sprinklers went off. Fortunately, that never happened. I left a window open, and, and, and we taught those things, and Kids today, I still run into them, and they'll remember one day out of the 180 days I taught them. That's the day my mom came to pick, fix pancakes. I don't know if they learned actually from the lesson or not, but I, I remember that too. And I, I love teaching with senses. I, I, I do it. I want as we go through this scripture, and we think about when Jesus did rise from the dead, how he appeared to the disciples, but how he got the other senses involved too. And as I read this story, I want you to think about it. And then eventually I'm going to get to the things that Jesus defeated when he was off the cross. The things that were defeated when he came back. The things that were defeated when he rose from the grave. This morning I want to read... Luke 24, verses 36 to 48. 
While they were talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and terrified and thought that they were seeing a ghost. He said to them, Why are you frightened and why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is my, I myself. Touch me and see, for a ghost does not have flesh and bones, and as you see, that I have. And when he had said this, <clears throat> he showed them his hands and his feet. Well, in their joy, they, they were disbelieving and still wondering. He said to them, have you anything here to eat? They gave him, gave him a piece of boiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in the name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for, for that scripture, Lord. Lord, thank you for, um, for Jesus appearing to his disciples, Lord. Thank you for the disciples being obedient, Lord, and spreading the gospel, the good news to everyone they saw, Lord. And help us this morning to remember that uh, it's our job to spread the good news of a risen Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. He's alive. He is alive. He is alive this morning. He is risen. In this scripture, Jesus appears to his disciples while they were hiding in the upper room. They were afraid. They were afraid. They saw what had happened to Jesus, and now they're afraid for their lives. But something miraculous happens. While they were there, Jesus... The one who had, they had seen crucified and died just three days before was there with them. He was standing in their midst. And they were terrified. His hands and his feet, he showed them to prove that it was him. He sat down with them to eat. And he reminded them that it was really him. It was not a ghost because ghosts do not eat. So here, Jesus has shown them his hands. He's shown them his feet. He sees them. They touch him. And now he's going to eat. I like to eat. I learn by eating. And on this day, Jesus ate in front of them to show them that it was really him. You see, this is what needed to happen for people to believe that he had really risen. And a matter of fact, we still need this message today. People need to see a risen Savior. 
They need to see that he is truly alive. You see, people need to realize more that, that Jesus is more than a baby in a manger. They need to realize that Jesus is more than a story in a book. They need to realize that Jesus is more than somebody who got himself crucified. They need to realize that Jesus is alive today. He's real. And the only hope we have is through a relationship with him. You see, we need him as our Savior. You see, he's alive. But who is Jesus to you? The story we read this morning for the sunrise service talked about Mary staying back at the tomb and Jesus again speaking her name. Again, think about yourself in despair. You need to be saved. You have no hope. And then Jesus speaks your name. And Mary just didn't keep that to herself. She ran straight to tell the disciples. She went straight to tell them the good news that Jesus was still alive. How many of them believed her? I, I, I don't know. But I know after that he appeared to them that they believed. We're all supposed to have a testimony. We're supposed to be able to deliver a message of a risen Savior to the world. Not just me from a pulpit or others from a pulpit, but everywhere we go, we're supposed to be delivering that message of a risen Savior. I have a testimony. You have a testimony. We're called to share that testimony. Who is Jesus to you? That's what we've got to tell people. Who Jesus is really to me this morning. And I can tell you, and some of you may believe me, but until you experience His presence, until you feel Him in your heart, until you see something almost impossible, and then he comes into your life, and things start to happen. Until he, you hear him call your name. You see, he's alive. He's alive as much now as he was 2,000 years ago, as much as he was at the beginning of time. You see, he went to the cross willingly. He gave himself up for us. Again, if you want to look, look and see who Jesus died for, look in the mirror. Look into your own eyes. He died for you. Yes, he died for us all collectively, but he died for you individually. If it had just been you, he still would have done the same thing. He took the burdens of the world on him. And experienced pain and suffering that we can't even imagine. But on the third day, he rose from the dead. And he did it. He had a purpose. He had a purpose for doing it. There was a few things that needed to be defeated that day. A few things that need to be defeated. On that day, Jesus defeated death. Imagine the struggle that ensued early that morning when death gave way and life took over. When Jesus, who people had seen crucified, rose from the dead. You see, death was defeated that day. 
Because he lives, death was defeated. Another thing that was defeated today is hell. Jesus took our sins to the grave. He suffered, he died, he took our sins to the grave. But praise the Lord, he did not stay in the grave. You see, he rose that third day. But he left our sins behind. Because of him and his sacrifice and his coming back on that third day, the day that he arose, we can have life in paradise with him. Not because of anything that we do. Not because of anything that we can earn, but because of what Christ did for us. The grave was also defeated that day. The grave was defeated. Jesus was buried. There was a stone in front of the tomb. And on that third day, the stone is gone. And Jesus is alive. You see, he's alive. He's alive then. He's alive this morning. You see, Jesus defeated the grave that day. He also defeated sin that day. Another thing that died that day was sin. Through a relationship with Jesus, through what he's done on the cross, and what he does in our lives every day, you see, He's paid the atonement for that sin. What was required by the law was a perfect sacrifice. What was required was a perfect sacrifice. A sacrifice without blemish. To be in the presence of God, that's what was required. You see, sacrifices that were given in the Old Testament under the law didn't last forever. They didn't last forever. You see, through Jesus Christ and through a relationship with Him, our sins are forgotten. Our sins are forgotten. They're as far as the, from the east as from the west. Our sins are no more. Because of Him. Again, because of an unblemished, perfect sacrifice we can live and we can be in the presence of God a living sacrifice you see he's alive he's alive this morning another foe that was defeated that day was Satan Satan's another enemy that Jesus took care of Does that mean the devil does not exist? Satan does not exist? Now, he still exists now, but through a relationship with Jesus Christ, our eternity is secured. Satan still tempts us. He still wants us to make bad decisions. He still wants us to surrender to him, but through a relationship with Jesus Christ, we don't have to. Satan has no hold over us. Yeah, that doesn't mean he's not going to tempt us anymore. Again, John 10.10 10 says that the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I come to give them life and give them to them more abundantly. You see, the thief is Satan. He's not going to stop trying. 
He will not stop trying. And again, a lot of times we think of Satan, we think of he's going to try to give us a bad day. In reality, John 10.10 tells us that he's really trying to ruin our lives. He's wanting the next decision we make to be the one that's going to ruin our lives forever. But you see, through a, a risen Savior, through putting our trust in Jesus Christ, Satan has been defeated. You see, do you understand what I'm telling you? He's alive. He's alive this morning. You see, because he's alive, we're saved by the grace of God. Because he's alive, our sins are washed away. Because he's alive, we have eternal life. Because he's alive, grave has, the grave has no power on us. You see, because he's alive, we will live with him forever. Because he's alive... I'll never have to take a step in this world alone. He's always going to be with me. Because he's alive, there's hope, even when it looks hopeless. Because he's alive, I am alive. Because he's alive, my sins have been removed. Because he's alive, my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Because he's alive, God is my Father. Because he's alive, sin has no more dominion over me. Because he's alive, I'm saved forever. Because he's alive, I can face tomorrow. He's alive, I can face the next day. Because he's alive, I can go into this world even when things look tough. Not because of anything I can do. I can give you my testimony. But you've got to accept him as your Lord and Savior. You've got to hear him call your name. And you have to listen. You see, because he's alive... Salvation is available to all of us. Because he's alive, we have hope. Because he's alive, we have assurance. This morning, I hope and pray that you've come to the realization that Jesus is alive. Not only is he alive, he's the one that you need. I pray that you come to the realization that there's no other way to spend eternity in heaven than through a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's because he's alive. Do you know he loves you? He loves you. He loves us more than we can even imagine. He suffered and died for us. But even more importantly, he's alive because of us. He's alive because he loves us. He's alive because he is God. He's alive because he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. He's alive and we can feel him because we have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. This morning I'm telling you, he is alive. He's alive. I can face tomorrow. I can face problems. He's the solution to my eternal fate because he's alive. If you're here this morning, you hadn't experienced Jesus calling your name. And you haven't heard him say your name. And you haven't accepted him as your Lord and Savior. I pray that this morning you make that decision. Whether you're here or listening online, it'll be the best decision you make. And the hope that I'm sharing with you 
It's because of that one, per, one thing is that he is alive. Yeah, he's defeated death. He's defeated sin. We need to put our faith in him. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all this morning means. Lord, you blessed us with a beautiful morning. You've blessed us with uh, wonderful people here to fellowship and worship. Lord, but most of all, thank you for, for Jesus. Lord, thank you for sending a Savior that saved us from more than our circumstances. You see, because he's alive, Lord, he saved us from ourselves. He saved us from sin. Lord, I just pray that if there's anyone here this morning or anyone listening online that does not have that relationship with a Savior that's alive, Lord, I pray they come to that loving, knowing, personal relationship today. In Jesus' name, amen.